But let's cross over to Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe. We talk to him every time this Friday. How are you, Kevin? Very well, Jonathan. I'm in Galway today, so I'm the equivalent of the next Man. parish over, a little bit closer Absolutely. to you than I normally would be. Um, come here, someone else who's over this pa- side of the pond at the moment is Hillary Clinton, travelling up to Belfast for talks with Peter Robinson and Martin McGuinness, but she was in Dublin yesterday. Uh, she very deftly avoided the question on most American minds, will she or will she not go for the presidency in 2016? Here's what she had to say. <laughs> well, as to the first question, I'm right now too focused on what I'm doing to uh, complete all the work we have ahead of us before uh, I do step down. And I'm, I'm frankly looking forward uh, to uh, uh, returning uh, to living a life uh, that enjoys a lot of simple pleasures and uh, gives me time for family and friends and other pursuits. Dad, what a load of old tosh. She wants that to go for the That didn't sound like a denial to me. No, no, she wants that job, and it's four years Absolutely. away, so she, she can sit in a beach somewhere between now and then if she wants. Absolutely. And I think what really what she needs to do is recharge her batteries. That, that job has drained her. All you have to do is look at her face. It, it is the most demanding job in American politics. And, um, you know, it, it, it's obvious to me just that tone, what she says. She's not saying there's absolutely no way I don't want to do this. She does want to do it. And they'll take a look at the numbers. And right now, the numbers are very good for her. It's pretty early. Um, we just finished an election cycle. But I'd be shocked if she doesn't run for president. What is the feeling towards Hillary Clinton? I mean, Bill was universally liked, but then this, this was a, somebody who didn't get the presidential nod in 08. That went to Barack mm-hmm. Obama. Is she still going to be as liked by the Democrats by the time it comes around to choosing the, uh, the next candidate? I, I think she will, because I think it, generally she gets very high marks for her stewardship as Secretary of State. Now, the Republicans are really trying to make a, a, a football out of this, what happened in Libya, the Benghazi attack that, that killed four Americans, including the first U.S. ambassador that died over 30 years. But it really hasn't got traction outside of the most hyper-partisan element in, in the Republican Party. Most Americans look at that and just say, this is nonsense. So uh, I think she comes out of that 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 tour as is is actually a much more serious candidate. I think she's proven she shows she has chops. She's respected on the world stage. So that 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 whole element, which would, would which is usually the hardest thing for a presidential candidate to prove that they would be respected internationally, she's already done that. That's the that's to me the biggest hurdle for her. Is she's already over it. Right now, it really comes down to the other thing that's on the side of history here, Jonathan, is that she's a woman. And eventually, Americans are going to elect a woman president. So uh, all of that, to me, says that she will definitely be running in 2016. Yeah, she's gotten rid of the first lady tag quite happily. But uh, what's Bill going to do? There's some speculation he might become the next uh, U.S. ambassador to Ireland. Uh, it's a little bit early for him to be retiring into his dotage like that. I be very surprised if he takes a job like that. That just would limit him. He, he likes moving around and, and, and making a $100,000 speech. I'd be shocked if he takes that. I'd be shocked if it's offered. I'd be more shocked if he took it. But, uh, you know, and, and it wouldn't do anything for sales at Cassidy's. He's a guy that holds pints of Guinness. He doesn't drain them. So. <laughs> okay, well, uh, we might hold off on that one for another decade then. Um, I want to talk, we were talking about uh, the carers here in Ireland and the challenge they're facing after the budget now, but the Senate, the U.S. Senate has rejected a U.N. treaty on disability rights. What's all that about? Well, you know, the, the other thing about that, Ireland has been one of the biggest uh, pushes of this. The, uh, the Irish, particularly the, the legal people in Ireland, and actually at the University of Galway, uh, Jared Casey, there are people there 
who've done extraordinary work on this this UN treaty, which basically it, it, it's modeled after the Americans with Disabilities Act. That's that's the great irony. Of this this is a UN treaty that is modeled precisely on American law, and when it came up to a vote vote this week in the Senate. A small group of evangelical Christians who were in the Senate um, were able to defeat it. And they defeated it with a misinformation campaign suggesting that the treaty would do all sorts of things that it would not do. They suggested that the treaty would, would enable abortion. For If you knew that your child would be disabled, you could abort it. If your child was, was born with disabilities, you would not be able to homeschool it. It, it was all lies, it was all nonsense, and it worked. A number of senators down there voted against it. They didn't get the two-thirds major, majority for it. And what it suggests to me, Jonathan, we, we just said that we went through this cycle, this election cycle, in which this sort of extremism was rejected at the polls, which is actually true. But this shows that there are still enough people in, in, in power in the United States they could de- that they could de- defeat something like this UN treaty, with basically lies, with stuff that is how, not how did true. The, how did the abortion thing manage to get into something where it's rights for disabled gets, people? Abortion gets into anything that is that has to do with health care in America. And any time that we that America, uh, the United States government, sends money abroad, abortion, they will interject and say it can't be used for abortion or it can't be used for birth control. It's amazing how often this stuff comes up. It just doesn't get the attention. This got a lot of attention because John Kerry, the, who was the senator, that thought the head of the Foreign Service, he came out and said, we have got to pass this. And he was joined by a lot of moderate Republicans, including John McCain, the former presidential candidate. You know, there were a lot of moderate Republicans who, who were in favor of this. And they actually, one of the most poignant things, I don't know if you remember Bob Dole, who ran for president in 96, and yeah. Bill Clinton crushed him. Bob, Bob Dole is, was a war hero, was wounded in, in action during the war, and he actually was brought out in a wheelchair at, at the Senate to show his support for this treaty. And these senators just turned around, thumbed their nose at him, and voted against it. I, it, it, it was one of the most depressing things I've seen. I don't think it got the attention internationally that it probably should have. Uh, I know our newspaper put it on the front of the page to explain that this, this is how bad things are. And it just shows that a, that a group of extremists, can really hold government hostage and prevent things. This was this this was going to help people, millions and millions of people all over the world, and a few religiously motivated people in the United States, the Senate, were able to defeat it. That's pretty sad. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't paint the Senate in a particularly good light. Just to finish up, we're all we all know one Mr. Obama very well. Who's Oyanango Obama? It's it's hard more it's more difficult to say than Barack. But who is this guy? He is, he is what every carpenter from Donegal and Boston wants to be. He actually is an illegal immigrant. He's been in this country for 25 years. He was arrested for drink driving last year, and under that he should have been deported after he finished his sentence. Well, actually, he just got a new hearing, and uh, it looks like he's going to be granted the asylum here, and he'll be able to stay. And obviously it has nothing to do with the fact that he is the uncle of President Obama. No. Oh, so, hang on a second. He's an illegal immigrant. He's caught drink driving. That means they've arrested him. Surely he should be going oh, yeah. straight for a holding area to be kicked out of the country. That's what would happen to everybody else. Believe me, if he was from Balana, he'd be on the next Aer Lingus home, but, unfo- but he is not going anywhere. But I don't mean to make light of it because 
it, it's just another example of how broken this, this immigration system is, how arbitrary it is. This fellow will stay here, not necessarily because he's the president's uncle. I'm cert- I certainly think that helps. But then anybody else uh, who got arrested in a similar situation like that, they would, they'd be on the next plane home. We have our own discussion going on over here of Gardaí removing penalty points from licenses. And I wonder, is there a resonance with that? We leave it there. Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe. We'll talk to you next week, Kevin. Good man. Thanks, Jonathan.